Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to Democracy-ish. I'm Torre. And I'm Danielle Moody. And we just watched the vice presidential debate in which Kamala Harris seemed smooth and cool and joyful and full of issues and answers to questions. And Mike Pence seemed stiff and low energy, Donald Trump's least favorite attribute. And consistently evading nearly every question in an almost ridiculously stereotypical political way, and yet was like a dog with a bone. And he was like, answer the question about whether or not you're going to pack the court, woman. And it was like, okay, but you're not answering any questions. So that you think you could like dog her repeatedly about not answering that question was, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he did his Um, team any favors tonight. So let me just start by saying this. Kamala Harris is a motherfucking assassin, and (laughs) I love her. I liked her before. I love that bitch now. She came for his entire neck, took every piece of his body with her, um, and I would be scared of it because when we started out, I noticed that he looked like he had COVID eyes. And so I was concerned about that. And I'm still concerned that that motherfucker going to turn up positive by the end of this week. Nonetheless, I also think that I want to give a shout out to the late Justice Ginsburg for placing a black fly on Mike Pence's white ass wig for the world to see that flies only gravitate towards shit. Uh, and this is it. <laughs> so I you think You have outdone tonight, yourself tonight, girl. I want to I wanna thank all my friends in Twitter because they motherfuckers are witty as fuck. I will say that this was everything that I wanted it to be and more. And the only thing that I would have needed is for this to be like a major democracy-ish watch party with a bunch of people hooting and hollering and drinking and carrying on. That was the only thing that was missing from tonight. Mike Pence is a robot. He is a lapdog. He's an embarrassment. He doesn't seem to have a personal relationship with Donald Trump. 
you know, the way that Kamala can speak to <laughs> Joe and I talking about this, thinking about this, zooming about this, and they've only been a team for a minute. At no point can Pence talk about yeah. um, any sort of relationship with Trump. When he talks about Trump, he seems to talk about an imagined Trump who is strong, handling his business, taking care of the country in the best possible way. And you're like, who is he talking about? I mean, they're, they're, the, the way that they talk about what has happened with coronavirus is kind of disgusting. Because it, 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 it is beyond gaslighting. Mm -hmm. Like, we actually did a very good job dealing with coronavirus because we did this and did that, and it could have been 2 million dead. So 200,000 dead and counting, you should thank us. And it's like, what universe are you speaking from where your response to coronavirus has been effective and something that we should thank you for. And when Susan Page followed up and said, y'all just had a super spreader event at the White House where no one was wearing masks, no one was social distancing, what are you talking about? And he still's like, well, uh, see, you know, what happened was we were outside. Like. It's it, it just, it. so I just, let me, you know, because, uh, let me just ask this question, Tori. Do you remember the swine flu? Do, do you remember, did you remember the, out, do you remember outdoors being closed because of the motherfucking swine flu? Like I might have stopped eating bacon, but I don't remember like the world shutting down because of the fucking bacon. swine However, flu. However, to your point, I do remember swine <laughs> flu. I do remember it not being a big deal. I do remember um, it being something rather small that you know we all moved along from and the Trump Pence slash American rights attempt to act like swine flu is some retort to coronavirus is just absurd. And it's they, they are constantly asking us to not believe our own two eyes. We all heard and saw Trump say there's very fine people on mm. both sides. And they all want to say, no, 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 no. You have left out what he really meant, which was the next sentence where he condemned the case. <laughs> no, no. He actually did condemn white supremacists at the debate last week. He actually did do a good job on coronavirus. Like, guys, we all have ears and eyes. You can't consistently tell us that the truth is not the truth and have us believe it. It's disgusting. I just, you know, it it always makes me wonder, like, what are they seeing? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, what are they seeing and what are they hearing? Mm. When we're on Earth 1, right, and they are clearly well, Earth on, on Earth space 2. Force, That's what Joy Reid right? and them like, talk about Earth 1 and Earth they 2. On, they live yeah, on Earth they, 2. They, they, yeah, they so we are so we are on so we are on Earth One. They are somewhere on Earth Two. I don't understand. Like the faces that Mike Pence was making when Kamala Harris was providing verbatim words that came out of Donald Trump's mouth. The coronavirus is a hoax, right? Um Stay, uh, stand back and stand by to white supremacists. There are fine people on both sides. 
Mike Pence is making these faces as if Kamala Harris is lying to us as if we all can't run back the tape because we have it fucking downloaded on our phones. Like it doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, what do you hear? What, what, what did, what does Donald Trump sound like to you? Does he sound like Lincoln? Does he sound like Reagan? Does he sound like somebody who makes sense? No, you're telling, she's like, he said, I wish that Kamala Harris would stop politicizing. Oh my God. Oh my God. I said, I wish a motherfucker would. She has so much, she has so much grace. Because me on that stage, I would have been, I would have knocked over the glass and been like, bitch, say that to my, say it again. They say it again. completely, 100,000% politicized the virus and made not wearing a mask seem like some patriotic choice where that shows that you are strong and free and won't follow the sheep. And to say that to her was such a, bizarre rejection of reality. And that's the thing that makes my head hurt when I listen to Pence, that he has this very calm way of saying things that are completely insane and completely counter to reality. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And Trump does it in this hot-headed, physically wild way that makes me go, okay, you're a crazy person. You are the drunk at the end of the bar who's drunk on Fox and whiskey. But Pence is like, I've never had a drink. I've never had a drop of liquor in my life. I just got out of church. And let me tell you, up is down, left is right. And you're like, what the hell is going on here? And I've always thought, Torre, that Pence was actually a lot more dangerous than Donald Trump. Because of his Dexter-like <laughs> even tone, because of his, because of his like very even-keeled, you know, serial killer demeanor, it makes you feel like, oh, that's plausible. But then you realize he's a sociopath, right? But he's a sociopath with a radio voice, right? Which makes him dangerous. He is like he he is what the right would love to shoot up in their veins. Like if he were president of the United States right now, they would make you think like, oh, you're crazy. He's not out of his mind. He's like, these children need to be separated from their families because, you know, they were born evil, right? And I want to separate you know, them because I want to baptize them in the waters of Jesus. It, it was a real right? lost like, opportunity for Pence when Susan Page asked a really good question about if Roe v. Wade is struck down, what do you want to happen in your home state? Which is a very reasonable question. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason why Mike Pence, who is bragging about being pro-life, can't say, I would like to see Indiana say no abortions because I think that that's wrong. But he couldn't just say that. And in in the the inability at this stage, to say who you really are and what you really believe, it's disgusting. And his ridiculous history lesson about uh, justices, Supreme Court justices who've been nominated in an election year, and Kamala saw that coming a mile away and was like, Abraham Lincoln, a, a hero among presidents, was like, nope, we won't do it. It's not right. And it was like, 
Venice is almost the exact same situation. Just a couple of days before the election, we have the White House, we have the Senate, we could do it, but it's not right. Because they understand, Washington, Lincoln, a lot of these early people understood, there is something bigger than me. And if I don't act and think and behave in a way that I understand there is, there is something bigger than me called America, that we will have nothing. And Trump never thinks there's anything bigger than him. The country is not bigger than him. The democracy is not bigger than him. The traditions that hold this country together are not bigger than him. And that is why we are in danger with this person as president. One of the reasons yeah. why we're in danger. Well, I mean, one, one of the million. From the New Yorker staff writer Vincent Cunningham, a keenly observed novel of a young black man searching for his place in the world amidst a moment of historic change. Great Expectations is about David's 18 months working for the senator's presidential campaign. Along the way, David meets a myriad of people who raise a set of questions, questions of history, art, race, religion, and fatherhood that forced David to look at his own life anew and come to terms with his identity as a young black man and father in America. Inspired by the author's experiences working on Obama's 2008 presidential campaign, Cunningham uses a political campaign as his narrative backbone. Great Expectations will be one of the talked about novels of the year, Colin McCann. Great Expectations is available wherever books are sold. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. show is part of the pro-democracy podcast coalition the midterms are coming and it's more important than ever that we protect and fix our elections we all know that our government is broken politicians spend more time working for themselves their big donors and their political party instead of for us we as americans have had enough of the corruption partisan bickering and gridlock look i get that all the nonsense makes you want to tune out but i'm here to tell you there's reason for hope our political system is broken now but we can fix it that's why we've partnered with Represent Us, a nonpartisan grassroots organization that has helped notch more than 160 victories to improve our elections and give power back to the voters where it belongs. Right now until November, there are many, many ways you can get involved. Represent Us is working in cities and states to pass good government policies like ranked choice voting. And they're also recruiting folks to help staff the polls. Let's protect our elections now and for generations to come. Visit represent.us slash pod to learn more. That's represent.us slash pod. I also, you know, I will say this, that I appreciated Kamala Harris so much because one, 
she brought so much black woman fucking attitude mm. in the most suave type of way. So here's, and I, I like, I just wanted her to preempt things with, so here's what we're not going to do, right? Because mm. you know, when a, black, when a black woman starts out anything with like, so here's what we're not going to do. That means sit the fuck down and shut up, right? Because I don't want you to hurt yourself. And I also don't want to have to hurt you. Um, and she, when she, when she began with that, like inflection of, so I'm not going to sit here and be lectured on the law by you of all fucking people. So here's what I have done because I'm the only one on this. I mean, and then she went, I'm the only one on this stage that has prosecuted this. I'm the only one that has done X, Y, and Z. I said, I was like, bitch, read him. Read him for the lawless criminal motherfucker that he is. How dare he? But, How dare he try and talk about laws? But also an effective way of saying, hey, America, this is who I am. Because as much as we as political junkies have been Kamala fans uh, for years, and I happen to have known her for almost 10 years, she is still getting to know most of the American people. I mean, right. A lot yeah. of people are just tuning into the election Recently, a lot of people are just starting to say, maybe I've heard the name, but who is she really? And so she uses that answer not only mm-hmm. to read him, but also to effectively say, this is who I am. This is what I've done. And she needed to do that. She needed to lay out like, this is who I am. This is what I've done so that people can see, oh, wow, she is a substantive, serious person who has the qualifications that we expect of somebody on that level. And she did that over and over in terms of saying, you know, Senator traveled around the world, did this Mm -hmm. legally, did that, you know, it it was a very powerful self-presentation to the country. And I will tell you that where I thought that it was most effective um, was during the foreign affairs conversation. It was the foreign affairs conversation with regard to just explaining very simply to the American people foreign relations. And she does it with a smile, the glint in her eye. Foreign relations, you know, seems like something that is so complicated. But you know how Joe Biden explains it? It's about relationships. relationships. And we all know about relationships, don't Be we? Good to our we all friends. know about standing by our friends who have always stood with us being and honest. being very aware of our adversaries and standing up to them. And that we shouldn't abandon our friends, right? And embrace and embrace our adversaries. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, bitch, I want to go back to school. I want to do I want to do international affairs. I did something wrong. I know about relationships. I know about friends. And then she turned it around and she looks through the plexiglass at Mike Pence and she goes, "They know nothing about relationships. They know nothing about holding up their end of the bargain. They know nothing about telling the truth and being honest." It was I, I mean, it was gorgeous. It was, it was gorgeous. She's had an up and down record in terms of debates up until tonight. She's had some great moments. She's had some clunky moments. Tonight, 
She sure. was smooth. She was polished. She was effective. She was powerful. She told her story. Um, she made a case for herself and yet continuously pointed it back to Joe. And it wasn't like, mm-hmm. hey, it's the Kamala show and I'm going to be up here running for president in four years. It was like, no, I'm here supporting Joe. He's the leader. He's my guy. I thought it was really powerful. Um, I want to pivot because mm-hmm. Trump never will um, to an issue that divides us, you and me, Danielle. And never, nothing could divide us. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I am, I am baffled and blown away by <laughs> your the depth and breadth. And, and and seriousness of your cynicism, I I, I must applaud you. <laughs> that even at this late hour, you do not believe that Trump actually has Corona. Is that correct? Mm, it's correct. Because I believe he does. I think I that do. he clearly tried to lie about whether or not he does. He, mm-hmm. um, he, he, you know, I mean, he, he is, tr- he tried to hide it from us. Like in anything that he would say or do, you have to say, where is the lie? The lie is that mm-hmm. they tried to hide it from us. They tried to not let us know at all that he had it. And now they're, now they're lying about how serious it is. Um, but when you see, you know, there are more members of the, there were, there are fewer members of the administration who don't have it than who do have it. Um, and, I, you know, <laughs> Trump has been a verbal, small ball, con artist liar throughout these mm-hmm. three and three quarters years. He's not a wag the dog, P.T. Barnum, create a giant illusion sort of person. He's not a big thinker. He's not like, you know, we're going to create a, a reason to go attack Grenada and here we go and now we're into Grenada, right? Like George Bush created a gigantic facade of why we should attack Iraq and then we and then to where the country was like Dick Cheney, but uh, sure. You could if you were against the attack on Iraq before it you were a coward. Mm-hmm. You were not a patriot. You were a part of the problem, right? There was tremendous pressure, right? It, Donald Trump doesn't do stuff like that. This would be some giant epic con of like, you know, it comes out. He goes to the hospital. He's he's all about strength. He's all about downplaying this coronavirus. He wants to be talking about cities are out of control. Um, the election is out of control, and we're about to put Amy on the Supreme Court no matter what. And yet now all we're talking about is coronavirus, coronavirus, coronavirus. And that is going to be they, – so they've lost multiple news cycles in a row, and they are, they are guaranteed to lose the next four or five because all we're going to talk about is coronavirus. When, I mean, because now we're like – can he actually debate because he's sick? Can he get Joe sick? If he, so, I mean, I, I don't think he's so, a big enough thinker to pull this off. It doesn't fit with anything that he's done. I, I don't think so. Okay. Well, uh, let me provide my rebuttal. 
please. Uh, which is the which is this in all of the things that Donald Trump decides to admit. Um, we need to ask ourselves why and what does he stand to gain? Why would I tweet this out at 1 a.m. on a Friday morning? Um, why would I, why, what would I, what would I have to stand to gain? What was happening uh, in the hours or the days before that I would have this admission? And why after telling, you know, close to or over at this point, 30,000 lies, why would I decide that this time would be the time that I tell the truth? And so I allowed myself to think back in time, 48, 72 hours before this admission. And what was the news cycle focused on? Well, they were focused on the fact that the New York Times had just broken the story about Donald Trump's taxes and the fact that within the two two years of his presidency, he was paying $750 in fucking taxes, I, I, which I, made me- but One pause, sorry. I loved Kamala for saying, you mean it was $750,000, right? <laughs> no, no. Correct. $750, right. period. $50, period, dollars, right? So, uh, which made me want to pull out my fucking hair as a self-employed fucking person. Amen. Let me tell you something. There is there is nothing more that will get me to want to become a Republican than sitting down with the fucking CPA to realize how much fucking money I have to pay out to the federal government for quote unquote pulling myself up from my bootstraps. They can go suck a dick. <laughs> so aside from aside from that, aside from that. So Donald Trump's taxes, we were talking about for at least two days. Then, if we remember, I know it's very hard to track back five days in this Trumpism COVID world that we live in. The news story had just broken about Melania Trump on audio talking about fuck them kids that were separating from their parents and fuck Christmas, right? And then lo and behold, but a handful of hours later, it's, oh my God, we have COVID and thoughts and fucking prayers, right? So when we ask ourselves, did Trump lose the news cycle or did he shift it away from something that he is still in court and just yesterday lost yet another appeal to not provide his full returns to the Southern District of New York. So again, in everything that Trump does, instead of taking it on its face, which let me tell you something, I saw way too many motherfucking pundits on our side, Torre, come out and talk about, you know, no one wanted this. Nobody wanted the president to become sick. Nobody wanted this. You know, we hope that they recover. Fuck that. That motherfucker showed up at multiple events. I bet he knew that he had COVID if in fact he does. And I'm telling you, why don't I believe it? Because unless I'm holding the Q-tip or Dr. Fauci is holding the Q-tip and we're doing it fucking um, reality TV style, let us do the big reveal on television. I don't believe a word from Dr. Conley's mouth, from Dr. Brix's mouth, from any of those Trump stogies whatsoever. Because I keep saying to myself, again, he got on Twitter yesterday and said, oh, I am cured. By this God. therapy, by this therapy, that I'm th- and I'm thinking to myself, oh, so this is hydrochloroquine all over again. Who the fuck was running the money behind the therapy that you were taking? Who's responsible for it? It's completely inappropriate for media 
to be wishing him a speedy recovery. That is not our job. That is not our place. Um, and the uh, the the bending over backwards of saying that it's 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 not appropriate. It's not who we need to be. If we are the referees, the griots, the ones telling the story, we don't need to step out and wish the best for Donald Trump as he contracts the virus that he has flouted, that he has led us into this dark hole where so many of us have it. I mean, this is, you know, I assumed that he had it before and lied said he didn't because he is consistently flouting what all the scientists are telling us to do. So, I mean, how many times can you stick your hand in the fire and not get burned? Walking around without a mask, no social distancing, large gatherings over and over and over. How long is it going to take before the thing jumps from Herman Cain, Hope Hicks, whoever, over to you? I think eventually that would happen on a long enough timeline. Of course that would happen. You know, this news came out because of a dogged, professional, excellent reporter finding it out. The White House did not admit this without being forced to. And the bumbling doctors who were covering up like they were part of the Trump administration mistakenly admitted that he had it earlier than mm-hmm. we knew and went mm-hmm. to public events yep. knowing he had it. Yep. To collect that, to collect that check. And I, I just kept asking, I said, how do you catch a hoax? I didn't know they were contagious. Right. So here's the thing. What I got pissed off and I will say this, Rachel Maddow got on fucking Twitter talking about, you know, we need to unite as a country. And I send my hopes. Bitch, shut up. Okay? Hard pass Good on night. prank for him. Look, hard pass on prank for him. And let me tell you something very real. I sincerely hoped and continue to hope that he would die. And let me tell you why. Because it would, mm-hmm. not because of my personal hatred for him, but because it would oh. be better for the country if he would die. Oh. Okay. It would be. I mean, we really are going to record this next week from a bunker, huh? Because you, okay. I mean, you. I mean, you do you, Torre. Where are you again? I, I you know, I, 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 I mean, like that's real, and I'm far from the only one, you know. And 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 you know, I mean, I, I, I can't really see it any other way. I can't suddenly have you know empathy and sympathy and humanity for this man. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from Mac Blue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now, wherever you get your podcasts. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And who has shown none of those things for people dealing with COVID, people who are Americans who don't enthusiastically support him. And it, again, it's not about my personal hatred of him. I hate you and I wish you died. It's not that. That's That's teenage. It's not that. It's that the country would be better off if he mm-hmm. were dead and we started a definitive end to Trump and Trumpism to where we could move on and start rebuilding and getting back to a country that we can be proud of. And where we are right now, we can't honestly be proud of it. We can't. We're a shithole country. That is we dealing are a with shit economic and medical country. calamities like we normally see in third world countries. We have somebody who wishes to be a dictator at the head of our country. It's not because I hate him. It's because it would be better for America to be done with him and erased now. You know what? It's because I fucking hate him. You know what? I, 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 I appreciate your eloquence. I always do. Um, but I, I will say why, why, why am I not sending my thoughts and prayers? Cause that motherfucker should be dead because there are a countless undocumented children that have died in ice custody because Donald Trump has a blatant indifference for black lives, right? He cares more about monuments than he does about black bodies riddled with bullets or being suffocated to death on air, right? So I don't give a fuck about Donald Trump's life or any one of those people who I am concerned with, who I feel bad about, are the hundreds of people that work inside of the White House, not the politicos, the people that actually make the White House, the the people's house, run. The residents, folks. The Secret Service members that swore an oath. I am concerned about them. So fuck Donald Trump. Today, he showed up where? In the Oval Office. That motherfucker's supposed to be in quarantine, in residence, and better yet, he should have stayed his ass at Walter Reed. I am am upset, and for, for the... 211,000 Americans that are dead that that had to have Zoom funerals while Donald Trump had a COVID parade around Walter Reed. Right. They died alone. And Donald Trump is Donald Trump is telling you it's telling you it's telling the American public don't succumb to COVID as if it's a motherfucking choice. Don't let it dominate your life. Don't let it dominate you the way that my insanity has dominated your day-to-day existence over the past four years. If, if this was some plan of his, yes, he shifted the attention away from these other things. And that is important to him to constantly create a new shiny object that we focus on. But that is meant to, shift our attention for a short period of time so that he, he can then shift it again and again and again. And you're like, I can't even remember what the th- what it was three things ago, right? When you talk about like these last three days feel like three years. Yeah, because he took us through basically like 17 news cycles by creating 17 different things. This you cannot yep. just shift out of quickly. 
And it underlines and underscores his biggest failure of his presidency and of this year. And it ensures that at the end of the conversation about the 2020 election, the focus will be coronavirus. When he was saying before, we are turning the corner, we need to now talk about the Supreme Court, we need to now talk about uh, how cities are supposedly on fire and only I can fix that. Um, you know, he, he wanted to turn the conversation away from coronavirus. We're having a, uh, we're, we're, we're turning it around. The stock market is doing great. Everything is great. And now we're only talking about coronavirus. And that will be the dominant part of the conversation for the last three to four weeks of this election. We don't even have four whole weeks left. So I don't believe that he's smart enough to pull off some big hoax. I don't believe that he's smart enough to think of something this big because that would be completely out of character. Nothing that he has come up with his entire four years has been big. It's always small ball. And God, what, what is the end game to, okay, we've, we've generally forgot about the $750. Now we're talking about you, moron, got yourself sick and risked your life. And if you think that he looks stronger because he survived COVID, no, he looks like a moron for putting himself in this position. And we're already but seeing polling that shows that people are not having a sympathetic reaction to this. They're seeing a White House in crisis, a complete shit show within the White House itself where everybody there is getting it. And uh, they are turning toward Joe Biden. And I'm surprised to what you were to, to the point you were making before that we're not seeing stories about the cook, the cleaner, the, the exactly the, the secretary, the, pe- All, the we're actual seeing brand people. people, Kellyanne Conway, thank God, Stephen Miller, thank Kaylee McEnany, Kay. Oh my God, thank God, Kaylee McEnany, thank God. All of these horrible people have to suffer. But I but are they suffering, Torrey? That's my thing. How many Secret Service agents? How many cooks? How many cleaners? How many of the people who will serve whoever comes into that White House, Dem or Republican? How many of them are getting coronavirus because of this asshole? That's my thing. And, it, you know, we, we always, and you make such a good point, we always focus on the brand names. We always focus on the political people and forget that it is everyday Americans, right, who are doing their job, showing up at the White House every day, and they are doing so under duress, The White House has become one of the most dangerous places to work in America. What does that say? That the symbol of, of, of democracy to the world, our fucking White House, has become a cluster, and not just the cluster fuck back in 2016, but it has actually become a COVID cluster. Right. Like I, I, you know, we, we forget that there are real people, not, not, you know, Pence and Trump bots that are there that are being put at risk because Donald Trump, you know what he doesn't like Torre? He doesn't like masks. He doesn't like to see people in masks. So while he moves just freely around, breathing that COVID infected air, 
right? There are other people who can't even protect themselves because Donald Trump doesn't like the way it looks. So they must then take the risk of going into work because they get health care, right? Because like every other American, their health care is tied to their job. Take the risk of bringing home a disease and a virus to their families because Donald Trump doesn't like the way masks look and Donald Trump doesn't believe in science and Donald Trump doesn't follow doctor's orders, right? And so all of those people now are a product of that. And what makes me sick are the Laura Ingrams of the world who tweet out, oh, it's his body, his choice. I said, bitch, shut up, okay? Kaylee McEnany, oh, look how strong he is. I'm like, you literally contracted a virus Because of Donald Trump. So I hope your parents don't die. I hope that your friends don't die. Yeah, I, 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 if your girlfriend uh, contracted uh, a virus from from her boyfriend, you would be like, dump him. (laughs) From her boss, (laughs) dump him. Um, But no, you know, when I think about the insidiousness of this, plague i think about the super spreader wedding in maine where tons of people got yes and seven people died and none of the people who died attended the wedding and when you're like you know your body your choice you are putting the lives of you are putting lives at risk of people who you can't see who you don't even know yes you don't even know where this thing is going you don't know who kaylee went home to and saw and spread it to. You don't yep. know. And they have been so reckless throughout this whole thing. Again, I- I'm surprised that it took Trump this long to catch corona because they have been so reckless about coronavirus this whole time. And they always talked about everybody who sees Trump is tested. So and nobody can get near him well, clearly that was not true, right? Because now we suspect that he got it from Hope Hicks, right? So clearly- Or he gave it to Hope. Why do we always think, why do we think that he got it from Hope Hicks as opposed to Donald Trump gave it to Hope Hicks? Did you see the pictures of him at that New Jersey event with all of those people swirling around him? Do you know what I'm saying? Like Donald Trump, I think, is patient zero in this situation. I think that Donald Trump is the one. I do. I'm I'm, I'm like not even joking. I think that Donald Trump is the one that everybody's like, oh, they assumed because what did Chris Wallace say? Oh, we worked on the honor code for the oh. for the presidential debate. Yeah. I said, what? These the honor code for the whom? Honor code. And and the irresponsibility continues down to we refuse to participate in contact tracing. We don't want you to figure out where this came from. When are they going to learn? They'll never learn that that downplaying this and acting like it's not a big deal is not helping. It's not but the do point. You, but again, ask yourself why they don't want contact tracing. I don't think that it has anything to do with the virus. I think it has everything to do with who was present at that New Jersey event that they don't want the rest of the world to know was there. Mm. I consistently say, follow the fucking money. 
That was a donor event in New Jersey. Who was there? Who has ties to Russia? Who has ties to the Saudis? Who has ties to Turkey? There's a reason why they don't want contact tracing, and it has nothing to do with the coronavirus and actually alerting people. No, it has everything to do with who was in the fucking room that they don't want you to know was in the room. Interesting. 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 Um, you know, I, I, I did not imagine that the October surprise would be Trump and his whole fucking team comes down with coronavirus. And I could Do not- you know we're only a week into October? I'm just saying. You keep saying you said it like the October surprise, like the month was done, like it's Halloween. I know. Bitch, we're right? a weekend. I know, right? Every, it's only been a week. Every damn, every damn week with these people, every damn day with these people is like, can you believe? Can you? I mean, uh, mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tried. I was, you know, when Trump first got it. When we first heard that he got it, when we first heard that he got it, I was thinking about talking to somebody in 2040. Like, you know. <laughs> if we make it, good. What did you say to them? Grandkids or something. And trying to tell them about 2020. And you're telling them then, then this and then this and then this. And then Trump himself got coronavirus. And he'd be like, Grandpa, stop lying. <laughs> Like, stop. Just stop. This is too ridiculous. This did not happen. This is absurd. This whole year, this whole presidency, this whole man, completely absurd and non-credible. It's not believable. And yet it now happened. I'm, and, let's in, and, let, and yet it happened. And now I, I may think to myself, did our grandparents walk seven miles in seven <laughs> feet of snow to and from school? Both Was that ways. a lie? Or were they telling the truth and we just thought it was so outlandish because we won't walk to the corner fucking store? Do you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I think I, I understand where they're coming store, from. So, hey, look, <laughs> I'm Torre. Thank you for listening to Democracy-ish. And I'm Danielle Moody. And we'll probably be back next week, right? The probably. That will be another October surprise, folks. I know, right? Who knows? Probably, Who? We'll probably Who still have knows? a country next week, right? I mean, your your pitch keeps going up each week. Probably, You're like, right? Probably, right? right? Like, we're still going to have a democracy next week, right? Like, we will have a democracy-ish. <laughs> That's for fucking ah. sure. That is for fucking sure. Oh, pray about it. Pray about it. Pray about it.